Hey there, my phenomenal listeners. It's Havala Cuttington, and I am thrilled to be back with you for another episode of this month's series on boundaries. We're talking about biblical boundaries, building boundaries, and today we're going to do a quick, like a quick boundary practice. Like how do we actually set them up? And we're going to do a quick review and a cheat sheet for boundaries. So this isn't going to be a long episode. I'm going to give you some really clear kind of markers around along the way to know how to build that boundary and how to keep it healthy and alive and all the things. So this is kind of my step-by-step guide to boundary mastery. And of course, we could do a full episode on each of these points, but I want to give it to you so you can begin to think about it. So next week, when we start talking about boundaries as a working woman and mom or a wife or just a, a, a leader or a boss, and then the following week, boundaries and family going home for the holidays, or we got you covered. So here's some really clear steps. I want to give you seven steps to a play-by-play on how to actually create a boundary and how to have a life that has a healthy boundary around it. Now, last week, we talked all about how scripture gives us guidelines to build boundaries and that those things are there to protect us, right? They're the things that keep us healthy and empowered. And today, what I'm going to do is show you a step-by-step guide that will help you establish and enforce those boundaries like a pro it's really time for you to take control of your life. I don't care how old you are, who you're leading, who you're not leading, um, what your mama told you, this is your life. You got one life and this is it. So we wanna really dive into this. So picture this guide as like your treasure map and it's gonna help you live more empowered and fulfilled in your journey of life. And we're gonna break down these simple steps into actionable, actionable things you can do today and then also how to set those boundaries and then communicate them effectively. So buckle up because here's my seven steps to building that boundary, building that life of healthy boundaries. So number, number one, first step, self-reflection and awareness. So the first thing you wanna do before you set any boundary, you wanna actually start by taking a deep dive into how you feel and what you need and what are your values? Now, I personally recommend that you start with values and then you go to your needs and then you go to your feelings. But sometimes in order to figure out what you value or even to get rid of the pain or the anxiety that you're feeling, you kind of need to identify those feelings, name them, uh, put a name to them, and then begin to ask, why am I feeling this? What need did I miss? And how is this sabotaging what I value? So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I need to have a balanced life. So, and because I value holistic health, right? Spirit, soul, and body, then I probably need to, to, to do a deep dive to audit what's happening inside of me. So here's a question I would ask is, what are the things that matter most in my life and in my relationships? You wanna ask yourself that question. What are the things that matter most to me in my life and in my relationships. And then you're gonna reflect on past experiences where those boundaries were crossed or where you felt uncomfortable or what you could have done differently. Now, for me personally, this happened in counseling. This happened when I went back to being a little girl and it went back to my Tuesday leadership meeting when someone said something and I immediately agreed to something I didn't wanna do. 
And I walked out feeling like, what happened? Why did I say I was not going to do that? And then they asked me and I said, yes. And I realized that they were reaching that little girl in me, that part of me that wanted to please more than anything. And I realized that I needed to do that differently. So that's something that you really want to look at is like, okay, what happened in the past? What where were boundaries crossed and what made me feel uncomfortable or what was something that I ended up disobeying God about and how could I have done it differently? Then when you identify those areas in your life, this is where you believe boundaries are going to need to be needed. So you're going to have to actually start to go, okay, here's my values. These are my needs. This is what I want to feel in my life. And that could be proud of myself. That could be um, you know, uh, I don't want to be anxious anymore. I don't want to be overwhelmed anymore. So what do I need to do differently? And then I need to figure out where the, that anxiety is coming from and then what boundaries need to be set up around those. So is it in your personal relationships? Is it in your family? Is it your work? Is it in your interactions with others? Those are questions. So self-reflection and awareness can happen multiple ways. You can journal, you can go talk to a pastor or a counselor. Um, you can go have coffee with a friend or, or a mom or your sister. But it's time to really dive deep into what am I feeling and what do I need and what are my values? That takes time. That's not just an automatic. Sometimes we don't know why we're feeling a certain way and it takes a minute. Once you understand where it's coming from, the source of the anxiety, the fear, uh, maybe the, the the apprehension, whatever it is, right? The thing that you go, I don't like the way that this is happening in my life. The second step after self-awareness and reflection is to define that boundary. So you have to decide what boundary do I need to set a limit and what expectations do I have? And this is important. You need to be very precise about this. What is acceptable and what is not? If I don't like that my friend is always texting me nonstop and needs answers all the time, then maybe I'm going to decide I'm going to actually let them know that I'm turning my phone off at 8 o'clock at night and I pop it back on at 8 a.m. And so if they don't get a response from me, it's because I've decided I need a break from my phone for the evening. And so that's why. And so be really precise of what you need, right? And what you want to do is use those I statements, right? So we want to use not I need you to, or you need to not, but you actually need to own it. I need time alone in the evenings to recharge, or I expect open and honest communication in our relationship. So it's the I, I need, I realized I am not going to be, I cannot do that. It's the I, not that you need to stop calling me. You need to stop asking me. Well, you need to stop getting your feelings hurt. That's, that's the you statements. We want to bring it back to us. So consider the different types of boundaries, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, even digital boundaries are really important. What kind of boundaries are you going to have around your phone, around your text messaging, around your socials? That's really important. You got to define those boundaries. If you're going to have a full day off, a Sabbath, then what does that look like? And get really clear on those boundaries because the third step is going to you cannot do step three if you don't do step two. So once you define those boundaries, then the third step is you have to communicate them effectively. You got to communicate your boundaries. People aren't my readers. They don't just go in and say, well, she looked uncomfortable. So that means she doesn't like it or she didn't respond to the text. So it means she doesn't want to do it. No, you have to communicate. 
and it has to be assertive, but it can, but it also can be very kind. So you can be direct and respectful when you're expressing your needs. And one of the things that my counselor used to say is you can have boundaries and you can communicate your boundaries in the nicest way possible. So you don't have to be mean to have boundaries. You just have to not change your decision. So if someone says, will you do this? And you, you know you're not going to, you don't have to say, I'm not doing that and be very aggressive. You can actually say, I would love to. In fact, I think so-and-so would be better for this job. Uh, but at this point, I really am not able to do it. That's really important is to communicate that. That needs to be clear. It needs to be in one sentence, I recommend. And I like to use the word crystal clear. So I'm crystal clear. I'm not able to do this. I like that word so that there, it's, there's, it's not up for discussion. I know what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And then practice active listening when others share their boundaries with you. So when they say, hey, I can't do this, instead of going, are you sure? I think you can do it. Actually show empathy and understanding. Give them what you would want in return. Not everyone's going to love that you're setting a boundary. In fact, most people won't initially. But in the long run, we want there to be boundaries because that actually cultivates respect. It cultivates a deeper relationship. It cultivates empathy and understanding. So you can use I statements again when communicating your boundaries to avoid sounding like accusational or judgmental. Just that I need more time. I realized my body is not, you know, what it used to be. I realized that I said yes because I was excited and I wanted to back you up, but I can't. Or, you know, I realized that as a parent, I've allowed you to do this and I'm realizing that was wrong. And I actually want to, we're going to set a new boundary and a new requirement, a new standard in our home. And you're allowed to do that. And then the fourth step, doesn't matter if you've done self-reflection, you define your boundaries, you communicate your boundaries. If you don't do step number four, it won't happen. And that is you have to enforce your boundaries. Now, boundaries are not about others. I wish I had heard this from the very beginning. This took me years to understand. I cannot give you a boundary. I can't make you have my boundary. I can't, I can't make you respect my boundary. The boundaries are about me. It's about how my behavior. It's about what I'm willing to do. It's about how I show up on the earth. And so if your boundaries are about stopping your kid from doing something or your boss from interacting with you about some way or your, your spouse from spending that, then that's about you having a false sense of control of their behaviors. The only thing you can do is what you can do. I know that sounds like, okay, Havila, you said the same thing, but I mean, I can only control Havila. And if I can control Havila, then that's a full-time job. And it's literally the only person I can control. So it's going to waste a lot of time if I have this idea. And yes, yeah, somebody might change their behaviors for you for a minute, but it doesn't mean that they're respecting your boundaries. And so that's really important. So when someone crosses that boundary, Ah, oh, here's what you got to do. You got to address it promptly, right away and firmly. You have to say, remember how I told you I would not be answering my phone after 8 p.m. So I just want to remind you that that's what I'm going to be doing. And you got to be really clear about that. So, and then honestly, if people don't respect that or they're not willing to you know, honor that and they show up at your door or they, you know, think that they can just kind of get to you no matter what, then you're going to have to have some consequences, which means 
You can't punish anyone. You can't go and say, well, now, you know, I'm going to lecture you into this, or I'm going to control you, or I'm going to chat, you know, I'm going to punish you. No, what you have to, what the only way you can really control their behavior is to control yours. And so you set a standard. I can't give someone a boundary. I can give them a standard. I can say, in order to be around me, this is how you're going to need to behave. In order for me to say, yes, this is what I'm going to need from you. And if that is violated, then I'm probably not going to allow you to be in that inner circle, or I'm not going to allow you to have access to my my socials. And so you really have to set that up. And remember that enforcing those boundaries is an act of respecting yourself and respecting others. It's not about control. Can you say that out loud wherever you are? Like boundaries are not about controlling others. It's about maintaining yourself. It's about you honoring God, yourself, and who you are on the earth with your limitations and what he's given you to protect. And step number five is actually to take care of yourself and reevaluate. So sometimes you can set a boundary and they respect it. You've communicated it. You followed through with it. But that doesn't mean it's for life. And so what you want to do is regularly check in with yourself to ensure that that boundary still aligns with your needs and your values and what's working for you and that your life circumstances and relationships, they can change. So your boundaries may need to be adjusted. And we can talk more about that in the next two weeks, but that's really clear. So prioritize that self-care to recharge and maintain your emotional and well-being. So, you know, make sure that you, maybe you go for a walk this week and you just begin to think, am I, do I have good boundaries? Am I, am I honoring what is important to me? Is my values setting precedent in my life? Are my needs getting met effectively? Are my emotions being stewarded? Are they being healed? Am I acknowledging them, respecting them and understanding where they're coming from? That takes work, but you can do it. And then seek support from a trusted friend or a family member or even a Christian counselor or therapist. So you can, you know, if you've got some challenges that are significant, often it comes from family members, right? Pathology, ways we were taught. Um, I don't think there's anybody that can get closer to getting you to react and respond in a way you don't want to than a family member. Man, it just triggers you. You become that kid in the family and what your role is in that family if you're the problem solver or you are you were taught you're a lot or you're too much whatever that kind of narrative that's followed you man one thing happens in your boundary and all, all of a sudden you start to feel shame blame maybe shut down uh whatever it is and codependent and so that's really important to make sure that you get some help i had to have a lot of help to navigate some of my complicated relationships so I had the right verbiage so I didn't blow up the relationship or, or you know, completely hurt the relationship, but actually nurture it because I wanted the relationship. I just didn't know how to do it different. And that's okay. And step six is to practice empathy and respect. So yes, it's important that you set that boundary and you enforce it, but it's also important that you don't look at them as violators of your life or you know, parolees that are wandering around your world, but that you are showing them respect and love. Boundaries should enhance love and respect. It shouldn't shut it down. And so when somebody else has their own need or their own limit, instead of passively aggressively responding or ghosting them and then getting mad because they do that to you, actually showing them what it looks like to respect that boundary, to say, you can't do it, no problem. 
and letting them see that you're going to do it a different way rather than how maybe you were taught or what they're used to. So healthy relationships are built on mutual respect of each other's boundaries. And once that's respected and set up, man, it just builds a great life and a great relationship of intimacy and protection. And so that's your, you know, your seventh one is obviously to revisit and revise. So periodically, you're going to want to revisit and revise your boundaries. Just make sure it's what you need. Life is dynamic. And what has worked for you in the past may not work any longer. And that's okay. So be open to grow and to change. Your boundaries can evolve along with your personal development, with your marriage, with your kids, with your age. All of that can change. So remember, boundary mastery is like this journey. It's not a destination. It's about creating a life that aligns with your values and it empowers you to live authentically and joyfully. Like this is where joy comes from. So stay committed to this process and you'll experience a huge transformation in your relationships and just your overall well-being. Like it's just that important. So I want to remind you of these seven steps, self-reflection and awareness, right? Step number two, define those boundaries. Step number three, communicate those boundaries effectively. Number four, enforce those boundaries, right? Number five, actually reevaluate and make sure you're taking care of yourself with these boundaries. Number six, practice empathy and respect when others give you a boundary. Demonstrate what you would like in return. And then number seven, revisit and revise. So again, you know, we talked about this last week, but what does this look like to be a Christian? Well, in our faith life, we actually take the Holy Spirit along the way with us. So this isn't a Havilah journey and then I just go, okay, God bless it. But my self-reflection and awareness, I invite the Holy Spirit to help me reflect and to become aware of things that are not building life and abundance in, in my life. You know, defining your boundaries, communicating effectively. I pray about it. I ask the Holy Spirit for the right words, the right verbiage. And then I continue to go forward. Remember, this is a journey. It's not just, you know, one thing that you you just tackle and that's it. And most importantly, you guys, remember that when you get ready to master the art of boundaries, it's just time to live your life as God created you to, that you can have purpose and clarity and confidence, but you can't have those things without having healthy biblical boundaries. All right, guys, I know this was a quick episode, but I wanted to throw this out at you quickly because we're going to hit relationships and boundaries and mom, women and boundaries. We're going to hit all of that in the next two weeks, and you're going to love it. All right, until next time, I love you. Have a great week.